0: Hello, welcome to Chat Over Coffee with my yoga teacher, a show where a comedian talks to his yoga teacher about, well, yoga and some other stuff. I didn't used to introduce the show uh, until last week when I did it, and now I'm not sure whether I should carry on doing it, or should just revert to not having an introduction. So, can can someone let me know? Here comes the show. Because the world of podcasting is mad now. Ten years ago... The only podcasters were, like, people that you never heard of doing it out of their bedrooms and stuff. Yeah. And now it's, like, Michelle Obama's got one and, like, <laughs> Harry and Meghan have just started one. Oh, yeah. But I thought, well, that's that's obviously a, a rip-off, isn't it? Because they've obviously thought, oh, the the English guy and the American woman sort of dynamic (laughs) goes really well on podcasts. They they have. They've ripped us off. Definitely. (laughs)
1: Definitely.
0: (laughs) Someone's been snooping.
1: That's so funny.
0: Since we actually recorded the last one, we've actually seen each other in real life, haven't we?
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Is that all right? Do you think that, like... It was one of those things you turn up, you know, oh, your, your profile picture is a few years old. <laughs> I hope not, considering
1: I do have my video on right now.
0: <laughs> no, 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 just, no. You look taller in your photo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I think it's fine. Do you feel like it's different? I don't really feel like it's any different.
0: What I did think, there's not been many people I've seen in real life that I'm like friendly with enough to the having to stand apart thing was a bit like, oh, that's a bit crap, isn't it? I don't mean like, you know, in a normal circumstances, you'd have opened the door and I'd have been all over you like a dog or <laughs> something. But do you know what I mean? It's like just a
1: puppy. It's just a little bit,
0: that's not a natural human thing.
1: It's not a natural human thing to stand that far away as well. Because, you know, you're trying to keep your social distance, which is supposed to be between well, between one and two, depending on who you talk to, but like two meters away or whatever. And it's actually quite far. It like, is. It's, it's not hard, normal to stand two meters from someone you're talking to.
0: So I, was, I actually feel a bit sad for the rest of the day. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It is a bit rubbish just, This sometimes. Yeah, you don't, I don't – I mean, human beings are really adaptable. I think I said that yeah. last week. It was like you told them, now you can't do this. And you're like, oh, that sounds terrible. Well, we're never going to be able to do that. And then two mm. weeks later, it's just normal, and that's how, the way you think now. Mm. But every now and then you snap out of it, and you're sort of like, actually, a lot of this isn't normal, like, to be yeah. treating everyone else as if they're radioactive mm. or scum or something. It's like, it's like you were mm. saying about elephants being social creatures, and they, they touch each other, don't they? Like, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And so you think, well, we are, we're like that, aren't we, really? We are social creatures, and we're just yeah. being told to rein it in a bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. When I think back to, like, who I hug and who I don't hug. Mm. it's like a sort of like a black book in my head when i when i meet people i'm like oh i hug them i don't hug them yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and
1: then you forget and then you're like oh shoot i normally hug them but we've already sat down
0: yeah (laughs) but there's (laughs) i I think there is like a sexist element to a lot of the way that people greet when you meet like a group why do you have to like shake hands with the guys and make sure that you're like press yourself up against the females of the group and stuff (laughs) it's just i don't know there's like a there's definitely a sexist element to that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right, yeah. When, when my dad introduces me to his next wife to be, I should better shake her hand. Not, <laughs> 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 not... shake your hand.
1: But it's not even like there's <laughs>
0: not even like a hierarchy involved. When I think about how like some people I hug just because that's what we do. I'm not even necessarily closer to them to some people that I never hug.
1: Yeah, it's not like, oh I always hug my family and don't really hug anyone else. It's not like that. It's just random, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well you have to <laughs> hug your family, they get annoyed otherwise. <laughs> that's... It was always pressurized when I was young. Kiss your nan and all that stuff. And then Yeah.
1: That's funny. We don't do that in America. It's a European thing. The whole the whole like air cheek kiss thing where you put your head beside someone else's head and then go
0: I never know whether you're supposed to make contact with people's cheek or not when you do <laughs> that. Like, I, I don't just know. <laughs> really confused.
1: Oh man. That's hilarious. <laughs> do I squash cheeks? Do I not squash cheeks? How squashed do the cheek have to be? <laughs> uh... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've never felt more European you saying that, really. <laughs>
1: because, yeah, we don't. I mean, you can kiss someone's cheek, like you know, you always see grandmas going, "Oh, give me a kiss," and then they literally turn the head, and you you go Mwah, and you peck the cheek or something, something like that. But not like not like the two-headed side air kiss thing. That's not.
0: <laughs> I definitely got historical things. Like I'm quite good friends still with a couple of people I went to school with, but because we never hugged or anything, even though like we just don't do it, and you're like, well. Mm. People I've met at different times in my life. Is, uh, you're a different person, so you, you do it more readily.
1: Or you can just decide that you're a hugger, so you're the one that always instigates the hugging. Like, I, I th- I'm i pretty sure that I'm a hugger. I pretty much hug. Unless it's a really weird situation, like there's 12 people and we've all just met up. I won't be trying to go around and hug everyone. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you have just meeting up with your friend and they're like, oh, hey, come on in, you might hug. I think I used to be a hugger. I think I hugged a lot.
0: I like people to earn my hugs.
1: Do they have to fill out an application? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so effectively, it, I want I want it to be a very sort of like the first time you meet someone, shake shake their hands, like irrespective of gender, and just like, mm. and then eventually they might build up to a stage where you're like, oh, we know each other now. So you break the hug seal, and then that goes into the black box in my head, and like <laughs> that's what we do now. Yeah, and, and then if you have a big fight, you might get relegated back to handshakes.
1: Fight. <laughs> <but laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Honestly, we should just go down the Japanese route. We should all just bow. Just oh, bow. Yeah. That's the easiest thing. You don't have to touch anyone.
0: When it was when it was kicking off, like February, March, when we kind of knew that the virus was going to be a, a thing and mm. everyone in this country was like, oh, it won't happen to us. We'll just get by by like yeah. just washing our hands more often and stuff. <laughs> We'd be starting to do gigs where people will be like when you when the compere brings you on stage don't shake hands with them just like Uh, do the elbow tap or do and i was like i was really gunning for doing the namaste (laughs) 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 because i saw prince charles do it to nehenja modi and i was like oh yeah let's like i want to do that but, um,
1: oh, but when you're in
0: front of, like, a load of stag parties and people on their birthday night out and stuff, they think yeah. you're a bit of a twat for doing it, I think. So, <laughs> so.
1: Oh, dear.
0: So, well, I'm sorry I haven't made it much of an effort, by the way, but I've probably, like, I've got a bit of a shadow here. I was from, wondering
1: if you're going to, like, grow out. Is it, like...
0: I can't do it. Like November,
1: but November
0: <laughs> This has been... I can't grow any more than this, really. I just look like a. I still look like a fifteen-year-old when I try and grow facial hair. It doesn't. It's just still just a bit on my lip and a bit on my chin, and then there's like one tiny bit there where a mole is. (laughs) It comes out of that. I used to do a routine about it, where I used to say that it was like I was halfway through puberty, and then suddenly they ran out of funding. I only ever did 50-50 that joke, which is a shame, but Aww. lots of stuff I do just gets 50-50, even though I like it, but you have to drop it because you're playing the percentages on on yeah. stage. You can't afford to do stuff that's 50-50 in those environments. Yeah. So it's all in the box for when I eventually have fans and I can do a show to <laughs> my fans. Yeah. Whenever that's going to be. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Fans. twenty thirty-five or something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember when Andrew first started growing his beard, and he got one. You know, within however many months or whatever, he got a proper proper beard. He stopped getting he's stopped getting asked for his ID, <laughs> and he was like, "Hooray!"
0: <laughs> I've been ID'd like so... five times in the last year, and I haven't been drinking. It's been when I've <laughs> bought it's been when I've bought non alcoholic beer. Well, they're like some of them are like zero point five percent, I suppose, aren't they? But yeah. Like, if I was trying to illegally buy beer. You think this is what I you think I wanna drink twenty cans of this?
1: <laughs> like, You'd end up being sick just from having too much beer in your stomach.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you've drunk non alcoholic beer, but some of them are okay, but they're not session drinks. Like you can't you can't drink four of them. No, no.
1: I found a it's um brand of kombucha. I'm not a massive fan of kombucha, but like I think I'm not a massive fan because there's been too much hype around it a little bit. But just in terms of flavors, you know, it's just like any other drink. But I found one that's like peach flavor, peach and something else, kombucha. And it reminded me so much of a Fuzzy Navel without the alcohol. It was like, hmm, I love it. (laughs) Fuzzy
0: Navel? Is that a cocktail?
1: Is it a cocktail? I don't know. We always used to, in America, they're quite popular. It's peach flavored soda. I'm
0: just thinking of a Fuzzy Navel now. No.
1: (laughs) I think it's because it's peach and peaches are fuzzies.
0: Hairy belly button's not got the same ring to it, as it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> no. It doesn't work. <laughs> so I had a good meditation earlier. Yeah. Go me. And uh, <laughs> I realised that I did put a bit too much emphasis. Em- I worry at least that I'm putting too much emphasis when I talk to you about things about whether I'm doing things well. Like last week, we were talking about doing poses well, but. That's not the purpose of yoga, and I'm in agreement with you when you say that. I don't think it's like a race to become good at something physically and similarly. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I had a couple of duff meditations the last few days in terms of like... uh, But I don't want to be thinking about it about being good or bad, at it, as I've sort of just said. But sometimes Mm. I do notice that I'm just not doing... I'm not doing it very well, like I'm think I just like lost in thought a bit too much. And then you, know, yeah. you always get lost in thought, but then you bring yourself back and then you spend a few minutes where you're not really lost in thought and you are kind of I hasten to say doing it correctly, but you know, yeah. you know what I mean. So you have days where you're like better at it and not. But I did well today. But since I started doing it, I realised that there is very much a crossover with when I'm writing as Mm. to what's kind of going on because I feel like when you're meditating you're putting yourself and although it affects you for the rest of the day and how you view you know events and thoughts Mm. during the day it's not just like 20 minutes a day you're doing that so the rest of the day you can just go so it it doesn't affect you of course it does so like a complete mindset change really it's cumulatively slowly over time Mm. but you are more actively putting yourself in that space and i feel like exactly the same thing kind of goes with me when i'm writing jokes because i'm always writing jokes in some ways because i'm always like thinking about jokes when i'm going about my day like stuff will come Mm. into my head that i need to write down Mm. in the same way that i can have mindful moments during the day where i suddenly become less consumed with thought because i can just flick into it or whatever you know or something happens mm. and I just deal with it in a mindful way in averted commas the same mm. way like a joke comes into my head and I'm like oh that's a joke because I've trained my mind not just to be mindful but I've trained my mind since like for even longer to look for mm. things that are funny so yeah. when I when I sit down to meditate for 20 minutes it's exactly the same as when I sit down for a couple of hours and just try and write jokes out of nothing you're making them yeah. making a concerted effort to write from nothing like i just sometimes pick four random words from the dictionary or just like phrases or something and i would just try and write funny things about those things for a couple of hours
1: oh that's a great idea
0: i, I do that's it every i did I, I do do it every day yeah. but i've been a bit lax the last couple of weeks
1: but well, been christmas and new year's so yeah and, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's
0: a good uh, excuse yeah, <laughs> it's fair enough i do- I don't want to get out of the habit but also the other thing is that when you're not perf- going to be performing any jokes on stage for another six months it's, mm-hmm. the, the incentive isn't so much there really to be yeah. honest but yeah. but sometimes when you spend those two hours writing jokes you're just you think you're rubbish at doing it like you just you can't come up with anything but, mm. but you're doing this exactly the same thing as when you're meditating and not doing a particularly good job at that in a session you are just putting yourself in that place where sometimes you get it right and it happens and you let these things happen. you're training yourself to be able to do that sort of thing throughout the rest of the day and then tomorrow you'll do better at it because you've done it that day so it's the same sort of ritual you know what I mean but I feel like the, the, the crossover really makes sense because sometimes I write and I just think, oh, I'm just, I can't, have I lost it? Like, have I, like, did I used to just be funny years ago and now I'm dreadful? And like, that? But then a couple of days later, you you just get it, everything falls into place. And um, I think this, I find the same thing happening with meditating. It's, but then, you know, again, as I say, you're training yourself to do things so that for the rest of your day, you're still trained the mind to be able to look at things in a certain way, in a mindful way or a funny way. I've talked for a long time. Please say something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know, like um, I know, like they say, like you can, you know, they call them mental habits. People, you know, we tend to call them that kind of thing. Like you can get into mental habits, but I think on the other side, it's more like you can get when you when you do something a lot, you get good at it. And when you don't do it, you don't get good. And I know obviously you have your good days and your bad days, which is what you were saying just then. But like in general, the more you, you think of certain ways or think in certain patterns, that, that the more they literally connect the neurons. And then that's the pattern that your brain wants to go in. So if you're like constantly a negative thinker, you have to make a conscious decision not to be. And then with a, a certain amount of time, that will actually change. But it's not going to happen overnight. And you have to actually make that choice, so like what you're saying about like you just you have to you have to make yourself try, and then eventually you might get good at it, but then there's that idea that you'll have good days and bad days, and then who knows <laughs> just like with it's just like with something physical, you know we talk about your mental health as like this this inanimate thing, you know it's very it doesn't have like any sort of physicalness to it you know like with um you know if you say all oh, your heart health it's like ooh, what's wrong do you have you had a bypass do you do you need to watch how much fat you're eating like you got high cholesterol it like was what's going on with your heart but like with your brain it is a physical thing it is it's there it's in your head it's not it's not like your consciousness or something it is it's there it's in your head it can be healthy and unhealthy depending on what's happening with the actual organ i just think a lot of people don't really make don't always think about the connection with the brain being an actual organ <laughs>
0: I'm sure they do this with like you know people that have been meditating for years in caves and stuff. I'm sure they scan their brains, and the actual physiology yeah. of the brain is different yeah. to a, a brain. You Absolutely. are actually changing the makeup of your brain when you do these things. It's not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I actually thought of something funny. I hopefully thought of something funny the other day, when my friend Alexis, who's the listener in Portugal...
1: Her name's Alexis. Isn't that the name of like, that group? What is it? Alexis? Clay... no that's that's alexa oh alexa oh thank god okay phew i was worried for her then
0: she just doesn't respond to as many commands (laughs) (laughs) but she was saying that because she didn't used to do yoga because a doctor told her years ago that she had high is it hyper it's not hypertension is it something because she's very very flexible oh so So,
1: hypermobility
0: that's it yes so Uh, she was advised not to do it
1: that's very blunt of a doctor to say doctors aren't very good with yoga don't trust your doctor they don't know what they're talking about so
0: she said it's one doctor's opinion from 15 years ago or something yeah well I
1: always think I'll just pop this in there real quick doctors send people to yoga because they think it's just stretching don't if your doctor signs you off for an exercise class then you're good to go whatever but if your doctor says oh why don't you try yoga because it's gentle and stretching they don't know what they're talking about (laughs) don't trust them make sure you tell your teacher what's wrong with you (laughs) okay i don't trust what
0: doctors say anyway (laughs) i said my granddad only had a year to live and he lived another five what do they know (laughs) So she was saying like because she's been less active and doing things at desks it's like oh it's great because yoga really is a counter to you being hunched over a desk all day so mm. you're just doing completely the opposite when you're mm. you know opening your chest and all that sort of thing
1: yeah absolutely and you can aim for that as well which is what i teach in my corporate classes they're all just aimed at trying to counter being sat all day definitely but i did think
0: like does that mean that you know like in tibet or like nepal or wherever like you get professional yogis that basically spend their whole life just doing yoga and meditating and stuff do you think does that mean that like If you're doing yoga and meditating for 20 hours a day, do you then have to spend an hour working at a desk to counteract that? (laughs) Like, they just sit there for 12 hours thinking, oh, I've got to go and, like, send some emails now just to counteract all these chest openers, you know? (laughs) It's it's funny, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Oh, actually, I wanted to say... um... You know what you're saying about countering, so like you're saying about sitting in a desk and then countering that by doing some yoga or by, you know, leaning back, opening your chest, like literally trying to do the opposite of what you're doing. A lot of yoga teachers teach one pose and then a counter pose, one pose and then a counter pose, so that your practice is even. So that like, if you're forward folding, the next pose would be a back bend. So it's like literally the opposite. But I've really steered away from that over over my years of teaching. I hardly ever do that. I tend to counter lifestyle. I think that's a really more, I think you see a lot more benefits from it you know like if you end up spending a long a lot of the time sitting for some reason like because you're working then it would be nice to stretch through the front of the legs the quads the hip flexors and and counter sitting if you if you do a lot in front of you like leaning over a desk or cooking or something with your arms and you're working in front of you even art or something you know it's nice to like you're saying open your chest do back bends and stuff like that i don't know if you've ever noticed that because i know you've been to other teachers classes obviously it's it's a it's a way of teaching like you're taught to teach like that
0: I don't know. I've had two live teachers and one on the internet, so it's not right. um, like <laughs> I think I was too inexperienced to really take yeah. much in back then. To be honest, like I've just sided with you. I'm afraid. Like since the <laughs> as soon as you uh, came on the scene, I was like, yep. That's what I want out of practice. I'll stick and ah. see what she's... Well, I say that. I didn't get in touch for about four months, but, <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like June, wasn't it? Where were you for three months?
0: I <laughs> know. Uh, I was just sticking with Adrian for a while. But I do think yoga with Adrian really good. But I do think... I think it's definitely beneficial to be doing classes with an actual teacher because I was yeah. doing I was doing some things like my alignment was wrong.
1: Also, I mean, even if that doesn't happen with me, I would always say, like, what you're saying about when you find the you're like yeah that's it I want to I want to stay with her like you can't like even if you don't like me it doesn't matter you will (laughs) find that eventually if you keep looking like I know so many people that have told me like you know people I've met through work or something like that you know through through an office or something and then they go oh I tried yoga a few years ago I didn't like it I was like oh you know where did you go I I went to leisure center for a class and it was like oh you just the one yeah and it's just like <laughs> and I was like "Oh, well, what style did you do and they're like oh no it was yoga and I was like "Well, how do you know you don't like it if you've literally it's like saying you've tried a piece of cake and you hate it it's like oh was it chocolate cake or carrot cake or coffee cake it's like oh I don't know it was just cake it's like well what <laughs> like surely you got to give it a little bit of a chance (laughs) but i always think there is that that style and the teacher that really will connect with you if you if you look for it if you try i might just be very naive
0: though and very impulsive because it's like that with cars like every time i've (laughs) every time i've seen a car that i'm not a big car person i just use i just get a car for practical reasons obviously Mm. but every time that i've looked for the car and then i've gone to try it out i've just been like yep that's fine. That'll do. <laughs> so I may have done that with yoga teachers as well, but I, don't, I do think there's more to it. Yeah. I think I was just lucky.
1: Mm.
0: So do you want to talk about those Niyama thing that you were...
1: We can start that. Yeah, if you want to start that this week. Yeah, sure.
0: Well, I didn't know if that's what you wanted to discuss because you know it's, it's pertinent to what you're teaching this week, so it's in your head and stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 sure. So one thing that I think every yoga teacher out there pretty much give or take a few maybe will touch on in their training even a very short training is um is patan patanjali so patanjali um his eight limbs of yoga so that was kind of the basis for your ashtanga yoga which now represents itself as a set posture sequence i am not an ashtanga teacher i've done ashtanga training don't really practice ashtanga style very much it's a very forceful style very fast i've been to ashtanga classes in the classes the teachers like to grab you and push you to help you like not 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 in a not in a horrible way (laughs) not like literally it's
0: not fight club
1: (laughs) (laughs) no not like that i mean like in an ashtanga class if you're trying to like get your hand over your head to grab your other hand and it's really close but it's not quite there, the teacher might see if she can ease the hands closer together by some you know pressure or something like that. And so it's it's very gentle. You can always be like, ah, oh, no, it's not going anywhere. Stop. <laughs> so it's it's a very forceful practice and it's usually quite warm, uh, you know, because you're going quite quickly, like a vinyasa style kind of thing. So, but I don't teach Ashtanga. It's not it's not something that I've really done a lot of training on. I've not learned the sequence, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Patanjali lived a very long time ago, which I don't actually know how long. Maybe I should, don't know. Anyway, and <laughs> and he wrote The Eight Limbs of Yoga. So everything, that pretty much everything that we practice in all styles of yoga come from those eight limbs of yoga, which link to the type of yoga called Hatha Yoga. So Hatha Yoga is your hath being your sun and tha being your moon, so hatha, sun, moon, balancing out your cold and your hot and all of that kind of thing. It's all about bringing everything into balance, the yoking of the two. So Patanjali created the eight limbs. The first of the eight limbs is your yamas, and there are five of those. Those are for how you treat other people. Your second limb is your niyamas, and your niyamas are basically how you treat yourself or kind of like internal work. And then it's your asanas. So what you actually do when you think of yoga, when normal people, you might say, think of yoga, and they go to yoga class, they actually practice asana which is your physical postures. But that's only one of the eight limbs. And that's only if you don't include the ten, ya- you know, ten yamas and niyamas. <laughs> so it's like 16. So There's one of 16, really, which is quite funny when you're like, oh, I'm, I'm practicing yoga. It's like, wow, well, you're practicing one sixteenth of yoga. <laughs> if you want to think about it. And that's just the Patanjali side of it. That's not even going back into the other side of yoga. But anyway. <laughs> So it's been a bit of a tradition for me for the last few years that every January I teach the first five weeks, I teach the Niyamas because January is all about all these New Year's resolutions. I want to get fit. Oh, I want to be skinny. Oh, I want (laughs) to, I don't know. I want to go off coffee. I don't want caffeine anymore. Whatever, whatever New Year's resolution people have, which I think are getting more and more realistic and they're less, uh, maybe a bit less um, shallow than they used to be, maybe five, five years ago or whatever but anyway <laughs> I like to bring it up because the niyamas are that internal work and then the first of the niyamas is saucha which means cleanliness so literally you can take that to be actually clean like getting a shower I mean who doesn't feel great after a shower right and get a shower you're like mm, that's nice I'm all clean and you change the sheets on your bed it's like yes clean sheets
0: <laughs> yeah that, that twice a year feels great <laughs>
1: there's the cleanliness but then that also applies to your physical body so i'm not a big fan of the word detox i don't know your opinions on detox go
0: i I associate detox with marketing tricks like superfoods and like if you drink green tea every day you're gonna like somehow get rid of all your free radicals and you're not gonna get cancer (laughs) in 20 years i just i don't know if i mean it's it's appealing but if that's because i feel like i it's a marketing thing, it's a trick. I feel like, yeah. or a snake oil, or something. I, that's what I kind of feel like it, it is. Yeah, a bit. I mean,
1: a lot of these kind of things are always based in certain facts. So obviously, having a really healthy diet is really good for you. Being at a healthy weight and having a healthy diet and exercising do actually reduce your chances of having bad diseases and problems, but so does your genes. So it's not 100%.
0: <laughs> but I used to work with a guy. Every January, he used to just eat Crest soup for the first week, and then it was just like is right, that's going to like eradicate everything <laughs> you've done for the other fifty-one weeks of the year. That you know, I just yeah, I feel like I mean, it's it's like it's offering someone a quick fix to say, oh, you can have an unhealthy lifestyle a lot of the time, but if you just do this once a month suddenly everything's gonna be okay
1: and also like a lot of the time people are like there's a lot there's a bit of hype around detox in terms of like if you nearly starve yourself and then you feel really sick or ill or you get really bad headaches or something like this they'll be like oh that's the that's the toxins leaving mm. your body and it's like no that's not the toxins leaving your body that's your body telling you something's wrong <laughs> if you've gone off coffee and you get headaches you know exactly what's causing you've gone off coffee and you need the caffeine to keep the headaches from coming that's normal and that will pass usually after a short time days or whatever but most things if you feel like crap it's probably because nothing's not right <laughs> but specifically with detox you're you have a liver and you have kidneys and they are what detox your body they would take literally bad things out of your body and they get rid of them for you you don't need to detox your body they do that for you but what you can do is you can help your liver and your kidneys by not eating the things that stress them or by not having you know, like obviously everybody jokes about or knows about liver problems when you drink too much like so if you, you don't have to detox but what you can do is stop drinking and you'll help your liver so in my mind that's that's a good place to come from so when you talk about saucha and cleanliness and you talk about your body in general literally just being careful and being a bit nicer to it, and not eating a load of junk will help. But you don't necessarily have to eat watercress soup for a week. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's loads of things you can do to, to help you kind of, in a sense, detox, but it's more like just helping your organs do their job. Uh, and then I suppose the last aspect of that is your mental cleanliness, which is what you come back to about meditation, basically. If you were to try and add a quality... To your thoughts like like oh it's, i have really you know grade a thoughts today i'm so concise my brain's like woohoo great or you know some days when you haven't slept properly and you get up and you're like what what what's going on and then you're like oh look a bird oh what huh what's going on and it just like your brain just like <laughs> That's like quality of thought, and and maybe that can be you know that could go down a negative route rather than just a distracted route. Like if you if you have a tendency towards negative thinking and going in cycles and spirals, and I think that meditation definitely helps with that, or at least focused focusing. I've heard it called housekeeping. I quite like that, like housekeeping your body and your mind. I I don't know. I just think that. Like, I feel very connected to my environment in a very physical way. So, like, when we first started doing these renovations on our house, I was sleeping in the living room. There was dust everywhere. It was horrible. Still in a similar situation now. There's still, I'm back in a bedroom, but like, <laughs> you know, the house is a mess. Right. Things are everywhere. Half of my stuff's in a storage, you know, place. And it's just like, you know, it's just, it's horrible. And, I feel, I feel that impact. So it's taken me a lot of work internally to not feel agitated by my space. But this just goes to show that how messy your physical space is really does have an impact on your mind. No matter how much you try not to, it will. Because your brain has to see and log everything that's in the space before it can go, oh, yes, okay everything's fine or I don't need to grab anything like if you go to go to bed and you're like what do I need and you look around the room if you have two things on your table your laptop and your phone you're not going to take your laptop but you might take your phone and boom you're gone but if you've got like 30 things on your table and you're like do I need anything and then you have to look at every single thing If sure maybe not pause and think but like you you take that moment to go uh no no just my phone and then you run off and it just adds that little bit more clarity so okay I've been talking a lot (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I didn't – well, I I had nothing to add to it that I thought would be like – that would help anybody, but I also thought, if I just – I wonder if she will just never stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I could probably keep going. Well, you know, now when I'm teaching yoga, everyone's muted, and I'm the only one talking for an hour, so I could probably keep going for a while.
0: (laughs) No, you never – it's never a problem. (sighs) Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it, as ever. I hope you've enjoyed all of them so far, everyone. I hope it's the highlight of your week. Although, that could be wishing that you had a very otherwise, very, very uninteresting, awful life. uh, Which I obviously don't want to have been the case. I'm just saying that I hope hope the show's good. I'm good at self-promoting, aren't I? If you like the show, we're on social media. Why not follow us? Our tags are in the show description. You can tweet us, retweet our things, whatever you like. Uh, you know, I don't try. I'm not gonna put any pressure on you this week. Music is Doctor Turtle Chingless Wonder, licensed under Creative Commons. I think that's such a stupid title for a song as well. I have to say it every week. See you next time when we'll. I think we're talking about other Niamas. but there'll be some other stuff in there. Like I'll probably mess about and say something hilarious. She'll say something funny as well, I'm sure, because it's, it's a joy in it. The whole thing's a joy. I hope. Okay, carry on with your life now. Bye.